Yeah. <laughs> Check you out, turn around. Come on, hair. Let me check you out. Hello. 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 Hello.
foot of those goddamn crazy cowboys. No. King Cobra. You for the King Cobra. And Sherm. And Sherm. Cigarette. Cigarette. Yeah. Cut your hair. And powder. Yeah, on that Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Where them hoes at? Where them hoes at? Yeah. <laughs> on the bottom on they coochie. Yeah. All due respect, this is Chef. And as always, when listening to our podcast, be sure to um, subscribe. Tell a friend to subscribe. Um, we are hosted. Um, damn it. Start all again. <laughs> no, no. We're in it now. <laughs> We're not in it. We could. No, we, we, we don't do double. We don't over. do like double takes and shit. We, we <clears> go as is. This is a live show. Or it's recorded as a live show. I did not know that. This is a, a new thing for me. Um, but yeah, um, subscribe. Um, tell your friends. Uh, subscribe and send money. What's the name? Where are we hosted on? What, what platform are we hosted on? Oh, Lord, man. Anchor.fm. www.anchor.fm. Whack with all due respect, would a K. You can subscribe to all the different platforms at that site. You can also become a monthly supporter, uh, or you can uh, give a donation one time. So we'd appreciate it if anybody, if you do love the uh, love the podcast, go ahead and show some love. Exactly. Thank you, Front Anchor, y'all. It is episode one hundred and forty-seven. We're almost at one fifty. That reminds me. So we we go over that um, episode one forty-seven, gentlemen. What with the white voice? What up? 5,000 North Side, Florida. Boy, J. Joe, no friends in the industry. Yeah, man. So we are getting close to 150. Do we do we know anybody famous at this point? Like, I, I feel like because we, we, we glossed over all our milestones at this point. We didn't have episode 50. We didn't have episode 100. And 150 is looming. I mean, technically, we're probably like 170 or something. But at any rate, episode 150 is is soon comes. Do we have any plans or any ideas on how we could actually really have a milestone episode? I mean, I mean we know hella famous right. people. I mean, I don't know if they. Don't I'm a nobody. Guess. I know who, who, who y'all know famous. I don't. 
I mean, I don't want to start name dropping on here, but right, all right. <laughs> you tell them what they do. You ain't got. You ain't got to say a name. Just I know. Like, I know. I know. Wood knows a really famous vegan nigga. I mean, I seen that niggas. They got like a million followers. I was like, this who's this nigga? And then famous the nigga follows vegan? Wood. Yeah. Who? I, I mentioned him before. I feel like his a name vegan? is like. Yeah, I feel like as much as you hate vegans and CrossFitters, I feel like this nigga's name is like vegan CrossFit man. It's a black dude. I don't talk too bad about CrossFitters. I was a CrossFitter, so you know that's why I know. Um, I don't know. I'll I'll look. I, I seen the nigga. Yeah, look him up. Yesterday. Look him up. Look him up. You know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. The thing is, what famous person wants to get drunk and high on our show and talk shit with us? That's what we do. That's our lane. A lot of famous people don't want to do that. I think a lot of famous people love to get drunk and how and just shoot the shit with people. I think that's like the best thing in the world. Yeah, maybe not publicly though, because we gonna ask the tough right. questions. This ain't CNN. Our shit ain't scripted. See, yeah, man. So the bitch you was talking about too on Twitter questions. on Thursday. <laughs> I know you would cuss the bitch out on Thursday. I mean, that wasn't your I wife. What was be, that about? We had to get someone who. who you said what? Okay, but yeah, like listeners, if you have any um, famous people that would would feel like it's not a career limiting move to have a conversation with us, you know what I'm saying? Hit us up in the Facebook group. You could email us. Um, you could send us a message on Instagram. Send us a message on Instagram. That's probably easy. We need to get in our porn send us star a message bag. on Instagram. Hmm? We need to get back in our porn star bag. See, the funny thing is, back in the day, I used to to be cool with a lot of them on Twitter like when Twitter was still like cracking and fun back in the day no for real but back in the day that, no one responds to anybody anymore on Twitter and with the advent of, uh, of OnlyFans everyone seems to be in that in that business now it's not really sacred or special anymore nah these hoes be responding on Twitter my nigga oh I didn't know that and if you go to OnlyFans and follow your um favorite porn star like for like 10 to 15 dollars you can have a conversation with him so i mean if y'all want to put money in our kitty so we can talk to some kitty <laughs> um, oh, did i tell you i reset my phone Never mind. Oh. That it. your android mm-hmm. yeah i feel like we're having right. volume issues right. like what's going on with the volume y'all can't it, hear me stuff. we can now but i don't know it all started with the intro. I feel like, you know, so I, I can hear everything that y'all are saying. Who can't hear me? I can hear everything too. But yes, yeah, but you're cutting in and out. Yeah, chef is. It's like it's a band with this shit. He up. need to he need to pull that fancy ass mic up to his fucking face. That's what he need to do. He got the shit so fucking far away. He was stunting with it last My week. Bad. And they had it on his lips. All right, turn your fucking volume up. Turn the bass down and speak in your real voice and with some volume. No, you don't need to lean into the mic. Move the mic closer to you. Oh, uh, he bought a blue screen. It's, it's closer to me now. Okay. <laughs> Relax. But yeah, how, how you been, Wood? How was your week? Oh, man, it was good until like 30 minutes ago when I got this fucking email saying that all our kids need to quarantine for 10 days. That shit was straight. But that shit right there is depressing, nigga. Oh, shit. How many families you have? You said all our kids. It's the entire class. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah, like yeah, once one kid tests positive, and that kid has been exposed to everybody in the class for X amount of X amount of I don't know hours, whatever the fuck it is, the entire class has to quarantine. So all of them kids have to go home, including my child, for ten days. So yeah, I um, guess that's responsible, but fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But um, other than that, man, not too much, man. You know, still kind of, still kind of laying low. I, I pretty much finalized and confirmed that I'm not going to homecoming. I'm sad. I'm depressed. Um, mm-hmm. but the friendly tavern's coming along. I should be done in the next, I don't know, ten to fifteen business days, man. So that's happening. For our new listeners, hold on. For our new listeners, what what's the uh, friendly tavern? Uh the friendly tavern is my home home bar DIY bar that I've been building for the past year. My own two hands. Um, I did the plumbing. I did the electrical, so on and so forth. Uh, depending on where you're from, you might call it a, what, a shine house. You might call it a speakeasy, a juke joint. So this will be like a neighborhood bar. I will open my home up and we will do fight parties. We will have bar nights, tiki nights, stuff like that and, and kick it, man. So soon come, soon come. The the end is near. What all you got to do now? Uh, So finish the flooring, man. So the, the hardest part was the build out, which requires a lot of joint compound and shit like that, like sanding and like shit that I can't I got I, I can't I gotta do that I can't do anything else but that so I finished that two days ago so now it's just putting flooring down and putting up putting up the electrical putting up the screen putting the projector in and we'll be done the bar is up I got a projector too that shit gonna be sweet oh yeah man 120 inch screen man so fight night fight night is on and popping man I need to get up to Maryland shit I know this shit looked great when I was there for uh, 4th of July but yeah that's, that's what's up Hey, cool. Um, what's been going on with you with 5,000? Uh, <clears throat> I was working on a couple of little projects outside. Um, my entryway and like some uh, overgrown, I don't know what you would really call it. It's some kind of like little grass looking plant, but it was growing too wild and stuff. So I had to take that out. And then once I kind of looked around some more, I just saw like more and more stuff I need to do. So I just kept it moving. And so I'm about uh, 80% complete, but that kind of just been occupying my free time lately. That's what's up. Next time you hit that you? bitch with some Roundup glyphosate, you ain't got to pull shit. Just come back in a couple of days. What's it called? Roundup. Okay, I pulled some weeds today yeah. myself. So oh yeah, Roundup. Okay. As long as it's not on your grass. If it's on your grass, do not, do not, do not, do not use that on your grass if there's a weed. But if you got weeds like in like growing up your house or like in your flower bed, no, not in the flower bed if there are flowers there. But if it's in a place where you need to kill it and you don't have anything else around it that can also die, hit it with that Roundup glyphosate. It's a done deal. You don't need to pull shit. So I can just put on all this shit that's like growing out in between my like in my carport. Yeah, especially like if you got shit like growing up between like uh like your driveway or like on the sidewalk. Oh yeah, hit it with that roundup. Hit it with that roundup. Don't don't pull that shit. That's it, it'll kill everything. I'm about to get that shit this weekend there. That's what's up. All right, cool. What's been going on with you, JJ? Uh this past weekend, man, uh, I, I talked briefly about having a friendcation uh, with some guys and gals that, you know, all platonic. It was a good time. We ended up going to Chicago, um, went to my first 
Cubs game, which is my favorite baseball team since I was a Ute. And uh, how? Because uh, WGN. Um, and my next door neighbor who used to take me, me and his nephew to baseball games. I was like his team, so we kind of would hang out over there and it just you know be on TV. So okay. like Andre Dawson and that whole squad. Yeah, yeah. Like, so that's how I ended up becoming a Cubs fan. Um, but yeah, that was real cool. Went to my first dispensary in Chicago, which was a lot different than they show in the movie. So I thought I was going to be in there. It's going to be like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory full of weed with like uh, fucking glass cases full of like bubble gum and the snozberries tasting like snozberries. But it was all fucking uh, iPads <laughs> and uh. Somalier, a weed Somalier, so I don't know what you call them, nigga. Somalier? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but what, what was the spot called? Ascend <coughs> by Mocha. Um, yeah, you just kind of told them what you're looking for, and you just swipe it on the fucking iPad, and the nigga swipes your card, and then you go to another spot, and they give it to you in a brown paper bag, and then you get loaded. Um, so that was cool. And went on the architecture tour, which I definitely rec- recommend people go do at night in Chicago, but not when it's cold in Chicago. Um, and it, it was a cool little uh, host guy, whatever, um, describing all the buildings and the history behind them. And, you know, Chicago's a gangster town, so it had a lot of good gangster stories and just a lot of good stories for all the buildings. So uh, cool little, cool little. Quick getaway, man. Did you eat some pizza while you were there? Fucking right, I ate some fucking pizza. <laughs> Fuck, I look like a fucking dweeb, <laughs> nigga. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> most people uh, default to Giordano's, uh, which is deep dish pizza, the most known deep dish pizza in Chicago. But so, but my favorite is Lou's. Uh, to me, they're tomato. Some people say it's a little too tomatoey. I think they just have better tomatoes, so they're they're pronounced more in your mouth. Whatever you can. Um, so we had some of that. So yeah, real good. And Chicago is a good drink city. Um, I kind of swore off ordering old fashions in any other city besides New Orleans because. If you don't have a good bartender, they'll just fuck it up. It takes a a, a skilled hand to make a good old fashioned, and then like three out of the four places were like good as fuck. So next time you come to DC, that. man, we go in the Jack Rose, man. Hey, yeah, man, you know I'm with it. The Bourbon I'm, Library. I'm due for a DC trip, man. DC is one of my favorite cities. That that's it. Oh, my bad. No, oh, hey, Chef. No, no, Chef is actually talking, but there's no sound coming out. Oh, my bad. Oh, Chef, how was your week? It was cool, man. I mean, same old shit, just really just um, preparing uh, for my child. So uh, we had our virtual baby shower this past weekend, which was cool. Shout out to everybody who came through and showed love. Got all emotional and weird. Um, you said it was virtual. You, you said it was virtual. So who came through to the virtual? Like just people. We had a, a Zoom call. Um, oh, the people who logged so. in. Got you. I, I thought somebody showed up like to the virtual. That would be. Oh awkward. no. That would be awkward. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. 
<laughs> did you oh, did no. you we did just... you sing uh, "Thanks for My Child"? Oh man, that would have. I was already crying, so that yeah, that's what I'm saying. Really it kicked it up a notch. But you gave me ideas for this weekend, so <laughs> the we, issue is me to probably laugh more than be full of of love and and heartfelt, you know, feelings and shit. But I love that song. Shout out to Sherry Pepsi Riley, man. Shout out to Shout Sherry to Pepsi. Sherry Pepsi Riley. Do we have a how man? That's why we need a, a stat person because I need to know why her middle name was Pepsi. That was her. That's not a nickname. Huh? That's not a nickname. My bad. I, I, I switched it up before you could correct me. They need to give singers middle names that have like fun middle names again. Like Evelyn Champagne King. I love that shit. Anyway. But, but yeah, so we. I'm going to Google it. Keep talking. I think it's because she was like bubbly. I'll, Again, don't, 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 don't chef this up. Don't do that. Right. Don't do that. No, no, no. It was on her song. She had like uh, a bubbly personality. Was Pebbles' name Pebbles? Who what was Pebbles' name? Pebbles was her nickname. Like, what was her real name? So it would be something Pebbles something. But they just called her Pebbles, though. I think her real name was like Perry or something. Again. Perry Arlette Reed. Per, per, Arlette is a country ass fucking name, boy. Perry Where's Pebbles she? Reed. Her name is Ar- middle name Arlette. TLC should have known that she was about to rob him. She got like an old deaconess middle name. <laughs> right. So no, she wasn't worth a damn. Anything with at, at the end, hey boy, you about to get robbed. Exactly. But yeah, we did that. Um, and I've been like, I did some yard work today. I've been doing like my projects over with, so I've been chilling really. Like, and I talked to my boss. He's like, "We really ain't got no projects really till like January or something." So y'all could just vibe. I was like, "What? <laughs> All right, hey, whatever." Don't fuck this up, chef. You talking? You got a good place, man. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful every day. Um, my attitude's changed. We talked about this. Like, I don't, I don't have a chip on my shoulder. I don't, I don't try to be angry black man. I don't even try to be militant. I don't even really try to act like I have something to stand for. I have to be chilling going work. So, hey, Thanks for My Child was written by Full Force. Uh, the genesis of Thanks for My Child began with Full Force member Bowlegged Lou's experience with the complication of his wife's first pregnancy. Little known black history fact. Mm. Oh, damn, I didn't know that. Right. Shout out to Full Force. Uh, seemed like Bowlegged Lou did a lot of the writing. I didn't know that. I know he did a. Um, I listened to an interview he did one day, and I was like, he took hella credit for shit. Wonderful. But his brothers were also not there, so he could have also been a, a, a asshole. Can I get a full force vinyl? I wonder if that exists. Like greatest they probably got that. Maybe. Full force has a lot of shit. Or you could just pull out some Lisa Lisa and Colt Jam. That's full force too, basically. The thing about it is, like in vinyl, like shit like Lisa Lisa and full force, like you'll think you can just go to Amazon and buy that shit. That shit will be like a cool $250 to buy that shit. Really? Yeah. Like old shit, like old, like sweet shit. Like Tony Braxton's first album. What was it, Tony Braxton? I hope that was her first album. That's in my mind, that's her first album. It's like $150, $200. Nigga, I, so... Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Now, as I say, like, I went to my father's records. I think I told, said something like that before on the podcast. He had, like, the original uh, Whitney Houston, the one where she has the fucking... She's cute. Hair, 
The curls. <laughs> Fuck. She no, was really pretty on that first like album. With, right. Like a hair suit. Cause that's like an orangish album. Uh, yeah, like Purple Rain. Like a whole lot of fucking... Um, a lot of good albums that uh, like worth a... You know, I don't say a lot of money, but they're worth money now more than you... And try, like when you try to buy those records now, like what oh, yeah. saying, them shit's like expensive as fuck. There's a market. There's definitely a market, and I'm, my dumbass is right there paying for it. My grandmother had the best album collection ever. I mean, her album collection was the kind that <laughs> is the only reason I, I appreciate music now. Like she had all the Ohio player shit. It was really like I guess it was technically my father's, like from when he was growing up. But it was all the Ohio Players stuff. Like, you know, Ohio Players album covers are basically just um, nudity. Or <laughs> for all intents and purposes. But it, um, she had that. She had um, Off the Wall. She had Thriller. She had everything. And my uncle sold everything. And I was like, probably for pennies on the dollar. Like, he sold yeah. it, like, in the early 2000s. There's a nigga in like, a record store that's selling that shit for, like, shows, no. 100 bucks a piece. Oh, you talking about Whitney with the ball fade? This is fine. Yeah. I liked what she had. Short hair. That short hair Whitney was sexy. <laughs> With the boozy? I Hey, man, I liked that short hair Whitney Houston. I liked it. Hey, so, uh, yeah. So Cheryl Pepsi Riley's name came from Full Force. One day they spotted her near pit, uh, Pepsi can and joked about giving her the brand name. So it's not because she was bubbly. It's this niggas being assholes and it stuck. Those are the best nicknames, oh. people being assholes. And it's Pepsi with two eyes. Right. So they probably like, we just gonna add another I so we don't get like. Get in trouble. Mm. Right. All right. That's what's up, man. Well, let's get into this podcast. Um, I know we're talking about music and classic music. We get to start with condolences and um, prayers to Andrea Martin. Andrea Martin uh, passed today. And for those who don't know, she was a big time uh, songwriter in the night. Like so, she did a lot of work with SWV. Like you're the one. She did work with In Vogue. Um, definitely a talent, um, and died at a very young age, at the age of 49. Also, want to um, send condolences. I think we, I think the news came out last week while we were recording. I, I believe, but rest in peace to uh, Melvin Van, Van Peebles, um, very known, well known. Um, Black exploitation um, director, uh, film director uh, did a lot of work uh, throughout the 70s and, and 80s and, and 90s. Um, a lot of work with his son, um, Mario Van People. So certainly a trailblazer uh, in the in the movie industry, especially for black folks. So um, shout out to both of them, both of them and, uh, and rest well. Yes, sir. Melvin Van Peebles was like the Wayans before the Wayans. Like, these niggas like really like putting out his own shit. It was always really impressive, like, to have like a Negro, a black man in his own fucking lane, man. He was a pioneer. And he, and he acted well, too. Like, he like wrote, directed hella movies, but he would also be in the movies, also. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, man. Shout out to him. Right on. But um, but let's get into what's going on. So what's nigga mad mad about this week? Niggas are losing their jobs because they're not getting their COVID shot. So this is happening across several uh, industries and fields. So I know I know a couple of days ago, 
the city of New York said, um, like for nurses um, and and people that work in, in public works, if you don't get uh, get your COVID shot, you're gonna lose your job. I know today, a hospital system in North Carolina um, fired about 135 of their employees uh, for not getting their COVID shot. The NBA is now putting in um, rules saying if you don't get your COVID shot, nigga ain't in the NBA. So these, this is what's happening now. Like it's, I, and honestly, I know from my point of view, I, I feel like this was gonna come. This was seemed like the a logical next step to me. Um, but people are really making this the hill to die on. Like I know um, there's a lot of infighting in the NBA. I don't know. I, saw, I heard Kyrie Irving say he's not fucking with it. Um, Kyrie Irving's kind of like a hotepy a little bit, which is weird to me. Nah, but. he's not a hotep. Let's not let's not insult hoteps by saying that Kyrie Irving's a fucking hotep. Just because you are a contrarian, don't make you a hotep. He wanna be though. He like he, he's like he's like the hotep on "Don't Be a Menace." Like he likes white girls, but he, he like fake deep and shit. In, in all honesty, there are not a lot of hoteps out there. There are eloquent contrarians. That's what these niggas are. Like, they're not mm-hmm. fucking hoteps. These niggas don't stand for shit. They just go against the grain and make it look good and sound good that they went against the grain. That's it. That's Kyrie Irving. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but this is this is what's happening right now in the NBA. What do y'all think about the implications of forcing the vaccine on people or or the threat of losing your job. Nobody's forcing anything on anybody. You're not forced to take the vaccine because I fire you if you don't. You don't have to. You're just fired. That's all. Like, people feel that freedom is a one-way street. Just like you have the freedom to not take the vaccine, I have the freedom to fucking fire you. Like, why don't people understand that? Like, people feel that freedom is individual to them only and nobody else has the freedom to do that. You could do whatever the fuck you want to do in this world, but there are consequences and repercussions to whatever decision you make. So if that's the hill you want to die on, fine, die on it. But you won't get a check this week, period. That's it. That's nothing to do with freedom because this isn't the government. This isn't not, This isn't an unalienable, unalienable right. This isn't something in the Bill of Rights. This is a private entity that you work for that says if you do not get a vaccine, you will no longer work here. Are you? Is that a pun? Like this is a hill you're going to die on? No, that's what Chef said. Anti-vaxxers. No, that's what Chef said. Anti-vaxxers. Kyrie Urban is a flat earther. Um, (laughs) Anyway. Uh, No, I really would. Like, just like when people go into these restaurants, uh, these privately owned businesses, and like, there's no mandate that says I have to wear a mask in here. And then they'd be like, well, no, but this sign right here says you have to wear a mask in this bitch or I can kick you the fuck out. It just is what it is. Like, I think that's Wood said it best. Like, freedom is a two-way street, nigga. Like, I have the freedom to do what the fuck I want to in my establishment. So, I mean, it's gonna be a whole lot of blowback and you know whatever, whatever. But it just it just is what it is. Like a nigga can kick you out of an all-white party because you didn't wear all white. Have Have these motherfuckers ever been to Vegas trying to get in? And like, if you ain't got no hoes with you or you don't have a sweet outfit on, they're not gonna let you in. Like. <laughs> You can't sue for no hoes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you can't be like, you're infringing upon my rights. And they get like, no, you can't get in. The funny thing about it is, I feel like it's very obvious. Like It makes a lot of sense, like what you're saying, obviously, but I feel like people are just realizing, like, 
that choice goes both ways. Like, I think it's something that people didn't, <laughs> maybe they never thought about the other side of it. And now it's like rearing its head. Like the club, the club um, comparison is, is perfect because I have been like, not allowed to go in the club because I own sneakers and shit. But I think people don't understand like this shit goes both ways. It's a two way street in terms of like you have a choice, but I also have the choice to t- tell you get the fuck on. Yeah. And well, a lot of people, was- a lot of people, about to lose that money. And I and and okay, they may want that may as we've already said that may want to be the quote unquote hill they want to die on. But that fucking Netflix bill is due, nigga. That car note is due, and we gonna see how long, how long you wanna you wanna roll them dice. And you can buy them, you can buy them shady, them shady vaccine cards if you want to. That's fraud. You going to prison for that's, that shit? That's big fraud. You know what I'm saying? And they gonna come, they coming right behind that anyway, because like all of that shit is with the health department. Like niggas, like oh, I got the cards, nigga. I just showed that nigga my card. It's like. If anybody runs that shit against the health department's database when they take your shot, nigga, you going to jail for big fraud. Like, you'll risk all of that. So, the th- if if you take the vaccine, the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to get a little sick, right? And whatever, right? But you're willing to risk five to ten years in fucking federal prison just so you don't take the vaccine. Is that is that logical? Does that make sense? Yeah, because after in five to ten years. You'll come out and you'll be healthy, and everybody else will be zombies. True, and with if hands they, growing out true. their ass. And if you started an LLC <laughs> before you went in, you'll come out and you'll be a millionaire. Hey man, you know what else is a two-way street? What? Huh? No, love. I thought somebody was gonna say love. Uh, we had all these musicians in here. I'm like I thought y'all was gonna say love is a two-way street. Never mind. They found love on a two-way street. They didn't say love was a two-way street. Yeah, You're right. They found love right. on a two-way street. That's re- why I didn't get your reference, because your reference was incorrect. Man. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Oh, and for the record, I'm the only non-musician on the show. Just so you know. Well, probably you and Jake. J. Joe now. J. J. Joe's. <laughs> I got devoted. Oh man. <laughs> oh, I thought somebody <laughs> got that one. Don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, you think it'd be loud and wrong? It is definitely. Hold on. Uh-oh. There is a song. Love is a two-way street. Who, who made it? The Shortettes. This song sounds green as fuck. I'm back on. That's a song I was referencing in the first place. <laughs> that nigga just Google love in the two-way street. So, you spiteful, dog. You sound, uh, nigga found a doo song from 1957. That was definitely not the song that you was talking yeah, about. Uh, played in the shoot carnival. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that shit Playing shoe carnival when he was about to give away shoes. I had a lot of shoes from shoe carnival, by the way. That shit. Didn't they used to have like a. Uh, this, nigga play, this is what a nigga play when a Brady Bunch be going to the bank and they be riding in the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nigga, what's the name of that Brady Bunch song they used to sing? Oh. We're gonna yeah. keep, on, keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on. It's not the night. I do. There we go. 
He's the number one musician now. Uh, five thousand. <laughs> yeah. Now that shit was a vibe though. Then they have another song like "Sunny, Sunny Day." Everybody's that laughing. <laughs> sunny Day. <laughs> Me and my sister used to do the dance routine um, from that from that song in the mall, like some weirdos, because we'd like do the little bop. We'd be going down the escalator. We was weird. Oh, that sounds lovely. I don't want to talk about it. it was weird. It was cool. Sounds Shout out to my sister. That's what's up, man. mean to me growing up. <laughs> that was funny. No, then she wanna be like hugging on me. Like when I go home, I'd be like, nigga, you was an asshole. Like for the first you still half of hair? my life. Huh? Oh, oh, cool, shit, but like, nigga, don't be. <laughs> she cool, man. I just fuck with her, but you know, I don't really like my hugging on me. But anyway, that's a whole other story. What's next? Hey, you All right, hug? you didn't know what's up. Oh, I know that. So I don't want to go into hugging and talk about R. Kelly, but R. Kelly was indicted on um, on ca- several counts of child of sex trafficking and racketeering in the state of New York. Uh, he is not going to be sentenced till May, but is thought that he is, he could pretty much be in prison for life. Uh, well, can we get a round of applause? Um, probably not. Okay. This wasn't a shocker to me um, because I don't know if R. Kelly can have, has the best lawyers. Uh, his lawyers compared him to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., which I feel like was a super gaffe. Uh, among other things, he also um, wanted his victims to serve as character witnesses, uh, which is also s- seemingly seemingly like not a good idea, not the best idea. Uh, in general, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my best. Oh, that was... Th- that was horrible. What was that? Man, I'm trying to I'm trying to download my own. Uh, to, uh, there we go. Oh, there we go. There it is. Sweet, sweet, precious Lord. I don't know that. Anyway, but you got to think like Martin. Martin. R. Kelly. Uh, R. Kelly's lawyers were working for free. Like, <laughs> were they? Like the other nigga quit. Like the nigga didn't have any money. Except for, uh, I guess, Drake royalties now. I, I mean, I, I, niggas I mean, really wasn't trying to take R. Kelly's hit. It wasn't like a, win- a winnable case. Like, so yeah, it's not. R. Kelly doesn't have a leg to stand on. I mean, especially because it's popular case. It's popular. It's high profile. If you're a DA, if you're a DA, it's great to fucking crit walk on this nigga. Like, they didn't even have to, to give him the racketeering charges. Like, R. Kelly's probably not getting out ever anyway. But if you're if you're a DA in New York was like, well, let me throw something at this nigga. I'm up for re-election. Let me get this nigga 30, 40 years. You know what I'm saying? That helps your <laughs> campaign. And it's like it's like, oh, and black people are also ready to crit walk on him too. So I can throw the book at this motherfucker. I can give this motherfucker all the time in the world and black people are for it. Run that shit, nigga. Run hey, that. Encyclopedia right, nigga. Get, that, get nigga. that nigga for tax evasion. Get that nigga for everything. Nigga. Yeah. But, what is racketeering? Like they said Rico laws. Like, like criminal. Yeah, like, like criminal. Organized they, crime. They it's a criminal enterprise. Like 
he basically hired all these people and was directing them to do all this underhanded shit to forward his crime with these underage girls. Which is oh, which, like, which is really widespread. People doubling their spotters and shit. Which is really general as fuck. Because isn't that what Mike Vent went down for? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. like that nigga never went down for dog fighting, but once you go across state lines, it's you know. I think they hit the nigga up for child prostitution in Minnesota too. They got him for everything. Right, yeah. that nigga has like pending cases in like three all. other three other states. It's popular as fuck right now, and black people are feeding the fucking flame like fucking right. I hope he never gets out, beloved. He was never getting out after the first fucking charges, but fuck it, we just throwing shit at this nigga at this point. So majority of niggas were happy, but just like a scene from the Boondocks, it was niggas outside of fucking City Hall playing R. Kelly songs and still preaching that like nigga this was a a crime against him. So yeah, that's, that's just uh, that's an accurate, I don't know yeah. what's that uh, life mimicking art art mimicking life whatever way you want to look at it. Yeah, I think some people are just going to be sympathetic to people that they that they like their music. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, Michael Jackson was the same way. Michael Jackson could do no wrong, and Michael Michael Jackson has the same questionable shit on his record. But Michael Jackson can't do no wrong in a lot of people's eyes. So, as a hardcore Michael Jackson fan, I it's I, I didn't even realize those niggas that really don't fuck with Michael Jackson. Like that shit kind of blew my mind. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But I also don't believe he did all this shit that he was accused of. Like, especially if they had that phony ass uh, documentary a few years ago where they kind of the exposed o- the, the dude the for making up the shit. That's the no, Oprah not, documentary? Not that one. It was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Oprah documentary. We definitely talked about it several episodes ago. We've been doing this for a while. But we talked about it several episodes ago when they had the phony um, Oprah documentary and, and Oprah kind of never apologized for this shit being fake, but the dudes got exposed. But, you know, I, I feel like Michael Jackson probably wasn't on the up and up, but shit, Off the Wall is my favorite album ever. So, yeah. But, yeah. but, but, but you but, can't do that. I don't I think he was on the up and up, but they got... Yeah, you can. I mean, if you fought I, with I the music, if you fought with the music, you fought yeah. with the music. You know what I'm saying? And... The way I feel, some niggas just can't. They just can't wait for a reason to not to not fuck with something. Anyway, like there's some niggas that just wait, like fucking right. I cannot fuck. I've been waiting to not fuck with this nigga, so they just jump on the shit. Like the like the NFL fucking boycott. There are like a thousand chicks who don't watch football tomorrow. I don't watch football no more. Like bitch, you never watch fucking football. There are niggas that don't even really watch football, but they just can't wait to say I don't fuck with the NFL and I don't watch football. There's always a group that as soon as they are given an opportunity to say I don't fuck with this. And it's legit, and it don't seem like haters are gonna jump on. Same with R. Kelly, same with Michael Jackson. Say, are we still canceling football? And I was like, nigga, it was never canceled. Football was never canceled. What? What? I don't cancel anything because I don't. I don't own it to cancel it. Like, like it doesn't. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Niggas want to cancel fucking Target. They want to cancel Walmart. They want to cancel Starbucks. They want to cancel Chick-fil-A. They want to cancel the fucking NFL. They want to cancel Polo. They want to cancel Tommy Tommy Hilfiger. They want to cancel fucking Eddie fucking Bauer. They want to cancel fucking Giant. Like, bitch, where are we going to eat? What clothes are we going to fucking wear? And what are we going to watch on TV? Honestly, the closest, closest I've seen shit sticking is really with R. Kelly. Because it's popular. Because, the, and that's what's sad about it, right? So I, 
okay, R. Kelly deserves everything that he gets, right? But it's also sad because it's okay to pile on R. Kelly because R. Kelly's a nigga. And that's what's crazy. Like, R. Kelly is not... Uh, I think it's okay to pile on R. Kelly because he was fucking with kids. Okay, well, if you take R. Kelly and you juxtapose that with Jeffrey Epstein, the outrage is nowhere near the same. Fair. Nowhere near the same. don't care about Jeffrey Epstein. Well, do... But we should care about the kids, right? Do we care about the kid or do we, we care do. about the, uh, the person? I, the, who, I mean, who I, I understand, it? but if niggas niggas don't know enough about Jeffrey Epstein to be like that nigga ain't in your living room, but like, you don't have it, pictures of him like kissing your grandma. But that's like bullshit. You if, if you care that much about the kids, you'll know enough. Like you can't care that much about the kids and only learn so, about R. Kelly. If so Jeffrey Epstein is out here fucking with kids, there's a whole fucking Netflix documentary. You can't fucking go hard on R. Kelly and just be like, well, I don't know about Jeffrey Epstein. Well, you don't give a fuck about the kids. You care about the nigga who perpetrated the, perpetrated the crime. You only care about R. Kelly because he's, he's famous. But I don't think it's because he's black, though. I don't think it's like, it's okay to jump on this nigga because he's black. There's, I think that he's just more familiar. It's kind of like the whole familiarity breeds contempt type shit. It's like the nigga's close to you, so it's easier to jump on him because he's yeah. actually, And you're more upset about it because it affects you more. So I don't agree yeah. with that because if I look over all the things that have been perpetrated in the media, it's typically the black people that take the fucking L the worst. And that's black and white media. OJ ain't the first nigga who fucking offed his fucking wife. Okay? But that shit that shit changed the OJ was so big it changed the twenty four hour fucking news cycle. OJ hadn't carried a fucking ball in a decade. But it was fucking but huge because it was, was okay. It was okay to shit on OJ because OJ at the end of the day was a black man. No, so if a white dude steals a hundred dollars from me, I'm like, uh, that's a crooked ass white dude. If Wood steals a hundred dollars from me, I'm mad, mad, because I don't expect that from you. I feel like we better than that, so I'm gonna go hard on you, not because you're black, but it's because like nigga, I I feel like we have this connection, so it hurts me more. So I feel like niggas, I feel like, oh here we get it. So so. Anger is a what is a, a secondary emotion. So the first emotion, if you peel back the anger, is like nigga, I'm hurt. I'm hurt from you. So nigga, Jeffrey Epstein didn't hurt me. He hurt the kids. Uh, I again, you're right. A nigga can might not care that much about the kids, right? Niggas care about the kids, but with R. Kelly, it's like this nigga could have shot everybody. He could have done all this other shit. But nigga, this is what you did. I'm mad at you because nigga. I can't yeah. even like you no more. And deep down, I really like you. You know what I'm saying? Because of what you yeah. meant to me, like during whatever period you were in yeah. my life, which I is get it. fuck majority of it. At I this get point. it. I just feel it's that easier to internalize it. I just feel like, and, and that, and I feel like that's an internal conversation, right? That's how we feel in our community. That I feel that that narrative right there. But I feel that outside of our community, you got white people watching how we react to certain people. Because they can't wait to lynch us anyway. Right. I agree with so that. when there's somebody that is lynchable and they say, wait a minute, they're not going to protect him. They go hard. You know what I'm saying? I, and I agree. they're going yeah. hard as fuck against R. Kelly. And I'm like, cool. Yes, emotions are high. And yes, R. Kelly did. I do not fuck with what R. Kelly did. He should stay in jail, whatever. But it gets to a point where we add insult to injury where it's like, all right, now, like, John, like, what's his name? John Lee Malvo, uh, 
whatever the fuck it is. The yeah, the little the little sniper doesn't have as much time as R. Kelly does right now. Like at some point in time, it gets out of control, right? Like we're gonna give R. Kelly like five hundred years in prison. Is that the idea? They, I think they're trying to get that nigga life. Yeah. No, I mean there's I mean, more no, than no. life. I mean because in a lot of states you can't give life, right? You got to give years, right? So what you gonna get this nigga? Ultimately, it's gonna he's gonna have consecutive 120 year sentences. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's what we're going for. And that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that cool? Is that what we're looking at? Like, let's get this nigga 300 years in prison. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I hear an echo. Is that me? I don't hear no more. But uh, like I said, I'm a I, I'm a big I'm a big proponent of what's good for the, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You can't be like R. Kelly should get 300 years in prison. But the biggest dope dealer in the fucking uh, city can only get 30 years. That shit ain't going to work like that. That ain't the math. You can't pick and choose like that. That's why it's weird for me to even really get a little closer to the microphone. Because the justice system is so fucked up in general, especially towards uh, black people. Um, It's hard for me to like get into how some how a black man or woman or a child should be punished. Like, I don't want to even, regardless of how despicable the crime, like it's, because I know I know either way, guilty or innocent, the hammer is going to be much harder on the black person. R. Kelly's going to get multiple life sentences. He, they're going to give him everything he, he could possibly get. He's not going to see freedom again. And people are going to rejoice and they'll be happy for it. And I mean that's that's their decision. We're all we all make our own choices, obviously. But in general, I'm not gonna. I'm not really. It's hard for me to just celebrate someone just that nigga getting was a beat horrible over the head. person, though. The the niggas. Some niggas deserve to get yeah, beat a lot of horrible. Head. And like, and he know, is. He's gonna get. He's gonna get everything he's supposed this, to get. They said that this nigga. So a girl that was on the tour bus said. She walked in the back, opened up the tour bus, and saw R. Kelly eating Aaliyah's 14-year-old pussy. Like, oh, God. That was dark. Right. Yeah. So, lock this nigga up. And it wasn't the first, it wasn't the last. He was pissing on little girls. He was taking advantage of... So, am I, I'm looking at all the black people he took advantage of. So, he's taking advantage of little boys and little girls. And if you talk to anybody who's ever been molested, it's like they never get over that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like once once your child experiences any type of sex in 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 a in a fucked up way, it affects people for the rest of their lives. Nigga, Oprah had a whole uh fucking show with men who got molested who just grown men crying because they've been confused their whole life because they were molested when they were so young, but their body, like even with Tyler Perry, he was like, man, his body, um, his body, uh, fucking, oh, what was this? Um, anyway, his 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 body did some shit that he couldn't control, nigga. You know what I'm saying? So if you're a kid and a man's playing with you, and you're gonna get aroused because you don't know any better, so. Now you're confused in your mind because, damn, it feels good, but I know I'm not supposed to do it. betrayed him. That's what he kept saying. His body betrayed him. So it's just like, man, if you're doing that to kids, man, you're ruining people's whole entire lives. So, yeah, he might get 500 years in prison, but he might have fucking fucked over 
500 people. You know what I'm saying? Like, R. Kelly has been doing this shit forever. And I think my biggest issue is, like, they need to be throwing a whole lot more people in fucking jail. Like, all the niggas who are co-conspirators. Like, if it's racketeering, that means it was other people there doing helping him with the fucking shit. So when is that fucking shoe going to uh, drop or the hammer going to fall on them motherfuckers? Because, like, nigga, you pulling girls out of – you know what I'm saying? You slipping motherfuckers' uh, phone numbers at the Rock and Roll McDonald's on, the, on a little girl's third shift and come meet R. Kelly and do this shit. And you got fucking parents giving their kids away to R. Kelly. It was just a whole lot of fuck shit. So I don't know, man. I, I – and I was, nigga, one of the biggest R. Kelly fans you ever meet, not me. Like, if you listen to all, any of my old slow, slow jam mixes, you know what I'm saying? Wet Dreams, Volume 1, Volume 2, you know what I'm saying? Nocturnal Emissions, you know what I'm saying? Volume 3. It's it's riddled with R. Kelly, man, so. Those are the real names. Yeah. Did I tell you, did I tell you first and foremost? One, I still hold true that I'm the first bootleg man at you. I don't think there's anybody still before me. I don't give a fuck what name you got. Um, but did I tell you I had I had a mix CD? I had a, a double disc. Uh, it was called uh, Slow Motion, The Love and the Lust CD. And I had all my CDs that were in my whip, in my 1997 Nissan Altima with the 12s in the back with the tent. And a nigga broke into the Altima and stole my CDs. All my, my whole, all, all my, all my, like, my copies that I would sell, right? What's funny is, Dirty D. I found Dirty D had a book. He had a CD book. This is years later, and I don't think Dirty D stole from me or nothing like that. But this motherfucker had one of them limited edition slow motion love and lust CDs in his motherfucking CD book. And I wanted to ask that nigga. Well, I did ask him. But he said he bought it off another nigga. But it's funny. My stolen goods was in circulation. Let me tell you. So I had uh, I had a line brother that also sold bootleg CD. So way before you were even. How you know? So let me ask you, what what were you burning your CDs on? A desktop computer. Exactly. So <laughs> when I was burning CDs, you couldn't even burn them on a desktop computer. You had to have an actual machine that you put in one like disc and the actual CD in the other, man. I, I'll send you the link. Um, so, <laughs> those, so the so the so, the, so, so the how much were you selling dreams. a CD for? How much were you selling a CD for? Uh, probably five dollars. That's impossible because CDs were too cheap. CDs were more expensive back then. No, I, listen. You couldn't sell a CD for five dollars. A blank a blank per CD was damn near five to ten dollars. Listen. Five. Well, listen. I'm telling you what I was selling them for. Okay. You had to get audio, about it. you had to get audio CDs back then. I know, like you couldn't use just regular computer CDs. Yeah. yeah what what other CD? CDR. What other CDs were we talking right. about? Right. CDR. Then they had the CDR. Right. So listen. Right. So the RWs were expensive as fuck, but I needed them just in case I tricked off on the recording. Anyway. No, you were selling so ten dollar. You were selling ten dollar so blank CDs for five dollars. I get it. So. You was, you was a what major? If you didn't have a plug, then just say that. You know what I'm saying? I was the plug, nigga. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't have a plug, just say that. So, I mean, again, I got receipts. We'll, 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 we can go down this, not on the podcast. But anyway, so same thing happened to me, though, except, like, my Slow Jam CD, Wet Dreams Volume 1, which I was selling to some of the homies. Apparently, like, I, not apparently, I seen one of my line brothers on the set with, like, his book of CDs that he was selling, and this nigga had like a whole, 
like four page of like my CDs who who he was selling. I mean, he was selling my shit, dog. So at least your your shit was just stolen. My shit was stolen and bootleg, man. I'm so. about to say, sound like they just might have known who stole your shit. I don't know. Right. Some <laughs> niggas in cahoots. That shit sound real. Right. Know a lot of, right. That nigga know a lot about your products. Right. Absolutely. Nah, dog. Cause them bitches wasn't up for two fifty. So who's on your um who's on your sex playlist now? Like I mean I know y'all used to have y'all. I'm sure it was riddled with R. Kelly back in the day because that was the vibe. But who would be on it now? <laughs> DJ Paul's uh, DJ Paul's underground <laughs> hits while he wanted to. <laughs> uh, that's a nigga. That's a great question. I have a I have a I have more like a smooth grooves. Playlist. Uh, I don't know, man. I it, I got caretaker featuring Sism. Y'all ever heard that? It's drum featuring Sism. So now, what is now? Right. I mean, most of the music, most of the sexy music coming from women now. Like I heard something from um, Ari Lennox. Ari Lennox so nasty. Like she had some other shit. She had some shit the other day about I'm gonna put this pussy on you. I was like, well, gee whiz. Like I don't know if what's that forty shades of choke. <laughs> Is that the name of the song? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's what it's called. I think it's as for. I mean, if this is the song, yeah, it's forty this shades of choke. Song. This this that I kind of like you a little bit, sex music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you might have an instant lit in the background on this one. And I, think I mean, five now, though. how do you see a singular incense? How what? Incense? <laughs> I think it's still incense. Oh. You know, it's just one. Can I borrow? Can I borrow an incense? <laughs> I think you. I think you borrow an incense. That's why I used to say when I need to borrow an incense. But I Go think on. it all. <laughs> I mean, I think it all depends on who you're having sex with. Now, you know what I'm saying. Like, I remember a little while ago, my homeboy said he put on like some Jodeci, and the chick was a little too young for the Jodeci. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that nigga, so that nigga, Wait. I, that nigga switched to the weekend. I was like, all right. That's drug music. That nigga put a water freak you, and this is like, nigga, who is this though? How you go, from that, how you go from that to high for this? So freaky huh? is like. How do you go from Joe to see the half of this? You know what I'm saying? Oh, nigga. But wait, wait, wait. So saying I want to freak you to like I, to someone now, like a young a younger lady is similar to saying, um, "Let's make love." Like, <laughs> right, nigga. Right. Like first of all, <laughs> let's say what's what's a safe age? Uh, let's say if they're between thirty and thirty five, is that safe? To say. Yeah, nigga, you gotta think, think like they didn't even have any real like R and B. Like all their R and B is fucking Chris Brown and Trey Songs, and none of them was saying that, those sweet shit. They wouldn't. They like take you down. Jesus right, Christ! Right. Can we fuck, fuck, fuck? You know what I'm saying? That's all their music is. So I think mm. I don't know. I think you just stick to aunties and play play the same old school playlist. Like, ooh, that's a some key sweat, like Jeremiah has some ass. cuts. Jeremiah has some has some has some cool cuts. That was R and B ish. Like birthday sex might have been cool. 
But again, that's still. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to feel it. It's your birthday, so I know you're going to wow, wow, wow out. Man. I, I still had to throw. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm good. All right. I, I probably still get not, back in. That's super romantic. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like, I think you're that. right. Pretty Ricky. All, nah, man. It's you just gotta let, put on like female toxic, like you said, like the Summer Walker, the fucking uh, what did you just say, Ari Lennox, the fucking uh, who just had the the, the Hotel album. Uh, Chris Brown got a couple of things. Oh, so, um, Jasmine Sullivan. Right. Chris Brown got some cuts. I don't know what they the call. The thing is, he got some. The the toxic female albums are just as good as any '90s nigga R&B albums because these niggas don't really know how to express themselves properly. I'm sorry. Say, I, I say, mean, I, wait, you, you're saying that a 2021 female, not female, woman R&B album? You said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Got R and B. I say they're better at expressing themselves than their their male counterparts yes, for sure. I would agree. Do we have male R and B artists? Young male R and B artists now? So like a trace off. The now? ones that are big are kind of simpy. So Giveon, he's kind of simpy. Uh, who else? Brent Fiaz, like <laughs> Division. None of them are saying anything that. Hey, whoa, whoa, no, wait, don't do Division like that. Now. Division goes. You like Division? I fuck with Division hard. Man. I fuck with Division, but they ain't, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, the R&B now is still though. like a, I don't know, man. It's like how rap is. It's like a, a R&B hip-hop type shit. It ain't really. And Division kind of derivative to me. Like, they're not really, they're not doing anything like, it's a they, right? they don't really do anything original like I, I think all they do is they try to steal 90s vibes without the same level of content I mean run so that's it. Just me. run it I mean I, see here's the thing about here's the thing about it right it's okay to steal 90s vibes because 90s vibes were fucking like perfect and you right like that mid 80s to mid 90s vibe was like don't fuck with, like that formula was unfuckwittable. I mean, because even because even the groups in the nineties, like they found the formula too, and they was like, I don't, we don't really sing that good, we can't really dance that good, we really not that talented, but this is the formula, and they ran that play, and they had hits. I mean, don't don't change it if the shit worked. That's fair. That's fair. Hey, man, have y'all heard of the Shindellas? That sounds like a sixties group. It does. I heard someone talk about it. How long they've been signed to Motown? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But listen, the Shindellas bet are like a throwback uh, girl group, well, women group, whatever. Right. Um, What's I heard a song? Like, like they really sound like a throwback. I guess like a. Like a fucking, fucking old ass joint ass group, right? Who's got who's on the tambourine? <laughs> that 
Yeah, it's like old. 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 Amy still got like that. Amy still got like that. Like that, that lounge no, club that, that feel to it. That definitely sounded gospelly, but I heard like they can sing, man. They're like a a young, young in vogue, but it's on the three of them. But they they can sing, man. <laughs> like a Look up, look at the shit down. Do you fuck with Amy Winehouse, Chef? They look great. Okay. Yeah, I fuck with Amy Winehouse. Okay. Man, they straight. I mean. Just look at the IG, man. Follow the shit. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, we didn't leave him up there long enough, bro. I ain't even get a chance to see Rudy. J. Joe didn't want me to see because he knows my house. Right. We, 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 yeah. We have a lot of the same boxes. This nigga. All right, cool. So, um, it's on you. Right. That nigga just see. Something less happy. He didn't be listening to the show. I just thought, I mean, I was enjoying the conversation. My bad. But um, let's go back to, let's go, let's talk about Will Smith some more. Like, we talk about Will Smith periodically. I like to just check in on him and see if he all right. I don't think this nigga all right. So <laughs> one year after the, um, the infamous Red Table talk that we talked about in the previous episode, check it out. Um they discussed um, her entanglement with uh, former R&B singer August Alsina. Is he dead? Uh, right. I, I don't know. Somebody need to check on August. That's what we need to do. I'm, I'm going to start selling Where's August t-shirts and niggas don't think I'm talking about the month. Go ahead. If you, if you, if you make a, a Where's August t-shirt, I'll probably wear it. But anyway. I'll pray for so, no, no, I don't want to pray for him. But so there was, he did a, um, so Will Smith um, had an interview in the latest uh, GQ um, issue. I need to get back to reading GQ. I used to read GQ really regularly. But anyway, called Introducing the Real, Real Will Smith, um, where he was talking about his relationship with his wife, Jada Pinkett. So these niggas have been married since 1997. They got a couple of kids, you know what I'm saying? And he was talking about how, their marriage wasn't working and um, how they basically, you know, had an open marriage because they weren't they were miserable and they had to change their ways. So they they uh, wanted to save their relationship by using trust and freedom, which is, in my opinion, just a, a really sweet way of saying, um, you know, open marriage. Saying, you know, Jay never believed in conventional marriage. Um, her, she had family members who, who didn't support conventional marriage. They just did their own sort of thing. Um, he didn't really necessarily agree with it. I think we had that same thought in that previous episode, but um, he basically just wanted to um, placate to what she needed uh, because monogamy, in their opinion, was um, being perfect and life isn't perfect. So basically, he just said, you know, the, the the vault was open for her to do whatever. And um, interesting. You know what I'm saying? What y'all niggas think? Um, go ahead, J.J. So two things. So the first thing is, you know, whatever makes people happy is on them. Like, I think the... 
the family structure that you know we grew up looking at like man woman two kids a dog you know what i'm saying like that's no longer what the family structure looks like so it could be two women adopting a child could be a mother going to the sperm bank could be two men raising a child so whatever works and makes people happy you know if it works for y'all it works for y'all we've had uh polyamorous people on here um and they're happy so if it works for them then more power to them do i think it's working for will (laughs) hell no nigga no uh so i think that i think that um again these are just my thoughts um I don't know, man. It just, it's, Will don't see happy, man. Pray for Will. You know what I'm saying? I think that maybe he, he got caught cheating. Uh, She was like, well, we might as well get divorced. Or she was like, well, shit, I'm going to go out and get me some dick. And then they were just like, you know what? We love each other. We real good friends. Uh, I want to be with you also. And we're, you know, we're going to just, you do what you do, I do what I do, and then, you know, we come back at home and eat spaghettis. So, that's my thought. I, um, so, I don't like the term unconventional marriage. One, because the unconventional marriage is rooted in having sex with only one person or people outside the marriage. When marriages are way more than who you're having sex with, right? Like, I mean, honestly, yeah, Sex, even though it's important, is I don't even think it's twenty five percent of a marriage, right? Now the the things that are associated with sex, right? Like if you have sex with somebody else outside the marriage, that's not really a sex problem; it's a trust problem. You feel me? Like shit like that. So people are like, oh, my marriage is unconventional because we're allowed to have sex with other people. Like, yeah, okay, great. But that might be 10 to 15% of your marriage. But what happens to the other 85% of your marriage? Like the same trust that's required in a monogamous marriage is required in your quote unquote unconventional marriage. Like the same communication that's required in your unconventional marriage is required in your in a conventional marriage, right? Like it doesn't matter how you want to configure the sexual satisfaction in your shit. The root and the bedrock of the marriage is still the same. Like people like to eat around the fucking air, eat around the edges of this marriage shit. Like, oh well, we we share chores or whatever. Like, I don't know why we always go back to the chores every fucking thirty days. They go back to the chores and they go back to the sex, and it's like. If you've been married long enough, like, that's such a fucking small part of this shit, right? Like, you deal with real fucking issues, right? Like, I ask people all the time, I say, well, let me use this example. What do you do when the person you love no longer believes in Jesus? Like, to me, that's a problem, right? That's some shit that's like, whoa, we need to figure that out. Like, that's something that... At the bedrock of a marriage, you got to figure out if you're cool with or not. Or that person's sexuality might change or something like that. Or they finally communicated their sexuality. Like shit like that, like changes the, the configuration of a marriage. But like little shit like this, oh, we're going to, you know, sex and all of that. Like to me, that's just not that big of a deal to now all of a sudden be called unconventional. Because at the end of the day, you still got to do the same shit in a conventional marriage. 
But like J. Joe said, this nigga don't look happy. And he doesn't look happy. They have an open marriage and there's still infidelity, right? I thought that was supposed to solve the infidelity issues, right? You have an open marriage. Well, why is August Alcina a problem? It goes back to the trust shit. You know what I'm saying? It goes back to the communication shit. This nigga said they didn't want to be in a conventional marriage because he they didn't want to feel like they were in a prison. Look at Will's fucking face. This nigga looks like he just did a 10-year bid. So, but that nigga never wanted to be in that shit. I think he was doing it. He was doing it for her. That's not the way to no, know. I, that's not the way to, I, it works. Yeah. I think the nigga got caught cheating. I think he cheated first. I think that she I think she was doing the conventional for him. He got caught cheating and I think she either cheated back or something happened and it was like I don't know, he couldn't get it back. He, I don't know, he couldn't put the toothpaste back in the tube, so he's just riding with it. But like, with all the Tupac love she shows, like I, 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 it's just, to me and like this new thing where she said like, supposedly she she, she needs to learn how to love. Like, yeah, damn. I don't, I don't want my wife to be like, nigga, I ain't never loved good before a well or whatever the fuck but um going to woods point man that's that's really deep because i know i know a relationship where one person stopped believing in jesus i know another relationship where somebody's i don't know if their sexuality changed but they decided in a different like sexuality like those are that's real shit you know what i'm saying and so you know, some relationships or marriages can handle that. Some, some can't. Um, but yeah, that's real shit, man. I think it does all boil down to like trust. Because with the August situation, like he trusted her to like not be to not fuck the little homie we've been taking care of, and like right. this nigga been sleeping over, and nigga I've been cooking. You know what I'm saying? Macaroni and cheese for this nigga, and <laughs> right. and so. Uh, Saute and greens and shit for this nigga, and like he just, he, y'all just in there fucking when I go to work. You know what I'm saying? So you can cheat yeah, in an open I, marriage. Cheat, cheating in an open marriage. Well, that sounds like a uh, Otis Redding song. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, uh, to your point, oh, I just had a quick one liner. My whole issue with all of this is that it's out in public, like. Whatever works for a marriage, the next person marriage, or whatever, that should be between you and your spouse. Like that's the the main problem with this. And now everybody's weighing in and all of that stuff. And I mean, Will Smith and Jada, for that matter, they've been celebrities for a very long time. So maybe they kind of tune out the noise or whatever. But it's just too much. Like they keep popping up in the news, and it's really it's really nobody's business. I think it get, I think it gets to a point where I mean because we all knew they had an unconventional marriage and they've communicated that over years, but because they publicly stated that they had an unconventional marriage, they somewhat have to be in the limelight to still justify that decision. We chose an unconventional marriage and it works, right? That becomes a narrative that you kind of have to support, even though Will looks like shit and he doesn't look like he's happy. He's still got to toe the company line and be like, yeah, you know, unconventional marriage. Like, yeah, that was a great decision for both of us. And it's like, you know, like that was a good decision, bro. But they're going to stick with that because that was the decision that they made. You know what I'm saying? And now you got a regular, you got regular thousandaires that are like, oh, yeah, fuck it right. I'm going to get an unconventional marriage too. I'm like, "Mm, 
bitch, that might not be the that might not be the decision for you. And this nigga look like he's aged yeah. like five years every year since that August shit came out. You know what I'm saying? Ever since that nigga looked like he was crying at that red table, that nigga looks like he hasn't smiled since then. This nigga done did a fitness challenge. That nigga look sad doing that. That nigga just look sad, man. Like that nigga needs a hug or just get away from Jada. Nigga, I just just let it go. Jada's devouring that nigga's soul, dog. She never even admitted that she was wrong. Like Jada is like, yeah. Man, you saw she said the other day, she said, I I I never learned how to love. <laughs> Mind you, she has two children and she's been married to that nigga for like thirty years. Hey Amen. Yeah, did I just did I just say that? Did I literally just say that? That's horseshit, dog. That's horseshit. Okay, so I was thinking in my car, and this is gonna be my with all due respect, okay? Um this therapy shit, right? Okay, I fuck with therapy. I don't have an issue with therapy. But some motherfuckers like to perpetually be in progress, right? Because if you are perpetually in progress, you never have to be complete. Oh, don't worry about it. I'm working on it. I'm going to motherfucking therapy. I'm fucking damaged, but I'm going to talk to somebody. So you really never have to fix that shit because you're progressive. It's like the motherfucker who's always in college. They're on like their Mm -hmm. fifth degree. Don't worry about it. I'm working on my fifth degree. I'm working on it, but I'll never be complete. This is the same shit with these damaged motherfuckers like Jada. Like, well, I never learned how to love. That puts her off. That gets her off the hook. You know what I'm saying? Like you could be a cold-blooded fucking sociopath, right? And do whatever the fuck you want to do at will. But you'll be like, mm, instead of me just being an asshole and taking the L in the situation, you know what? I never learned how to love. I'm damaged. Don't blame me. Is what I went through. And now motherfuckers are sympathetic to the motherfucking bad guy. Like this bitch is a fucking sociopath. She's I'm not devouring Will's soul. I think she a fuck nigga a little bit. Because, like, you, because you can see through it. There's a whole lot of people that are like, damn, I feel that. I, I've never learned how to what, love neither. You know what pissed me off the most was when people, a lot of people, men and women, when she said that, they were like, man, Will, you fucked up. I'm like, like what? Where'd you get that from? Auto blame. That's just, that's just gross. <laughs> what's 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 auto blame? Uh, I mean, when shit get fucked up, there's always like an automatic scapegoat. Like before we even get like to who did what or any evidence, auto blame. We'll just blame this nigga until further information comes out, and that's typically how it works. Blame the nigga until further details come out. The auto blame is blame the yeah. nigga until we figure it out. Yep, it's kind of like how they do. We need to people. kill that shit. That shit's way too popular now. That shit's definitely like the hottest shit going. We need, we, they need to kill it because it well, all it does is it removes accountability. It removes really just critical thinking because if you really think about it, because the first thing I thought was, I was like, damn, but don't you have children? Like as a parent, like if anything else fails, the love for your children, like learning how to love your children is like almost a natural thing. It's like what make it's like kind of what makes us animals is it should be fairly innate. I would be, I would think um, unless you have some sort of malfunction, like some sort of like I know some animals reject their children, but she hasn't rejected her children. So what are you talking about? I mean, that would be an excellent follow up question, but that's not how these interviews fucking work. Like a smart person would follow up with the same question that you're asking, but that's not how this works. My thing is, did she say that on her own? <coughs> like, 
like, did she ask herself that own question? No, somebody just asked her, yeah, what did she want to accomplish or some shit? And I, I think about she's like, yeah. Anyway, is it loving? Is it loving natural? Like, I mean, I, I have a problem with a person who doesn't like know how to love somebody or something. I would think that was a natural, innate emotion. A human being who's un who wasn't born with that capacity. I got, I got concerns about you. I mean, and, 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 I mean, honestly and truly, let's go back. Let's go back to the unconventional marriage shit. We talking about. We talking about. Um, you know, sex and all this, that's not important. You just married a motherfucker who doesn't know how to love. Right? It doesn't matter who the fuck she has sex with or if y'all have an open marriage or a closed marriage or a halfway open marriage. This motherfucker doesn't know how to love. That's a fucking problem. Like, fuck how much money this motherfucker makes, what this motherfucker has done in life, how cute they are. A motherfucker who does not know how to love is a fucking sociopath. And not only is that person a sociopath, you didn't even recognize it. So that makes you a fucked up person too. Like, how do you not recognize a motherfucker who doesn't know how to love? I don't think I've ever seen Jada do anything nice for Will. <laughs> now that you put it, like I, like I just don't remember seeing like seeing that. And maybe it happens. And you gotta be able to recognize so, like, shit like that. You gotta be able to recognize shit like that, or you're gonna be unhappy. Like all that other shit doesn't matter. Like. How a motherfucker looks, how cool they are, that whatever, you know what I'm saying? If that motherfucker like doesn't do for you and like love you like on some simple shit. I'm talking about like bitch you like Legos and that bitch like like fucks with you on some Lego shit. Like if like if she doesn't care to that fucking level, like that ain't the one, bro. Or sis, whoever the fuck Damn. we talking to. And but speaking of the one Gotta give a shout out to Moneybag Yo's old lady. I guess his birthday was last week. Nigga turned 30. And for his birthday, she bought him uh, 28.8 acres of land in Memphis, Tennessee. And she said, and I quote, What do you buy someone who has it all? The gift that keeps on giving. I bought you a lifetime of income, literally. General, general, damn, generational wealth. There we go. Twenty-eight point acres. I love you. Happy birthday. Heart emoji. So you know, shout out to her. And the funny thing is, speaking of all these miserable ass niggas, they was going in on this this girl because I guess they're not married. Um, but again, just going back to what we we're talking about. Why does it really matter? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We just talked about some niggas that are, that are in an unconventional marriage for 30 years, and it's it's bared no fr- no positive fruit. They've been going through some shit. These motherfuckers just living their life, buying land and shit. So, I mean, it's, it's an interesting juxtaposition, in my opinion. Um, and it's just interesting that people find, find a reason to hate or have something negative to say about something positive. Nah, um, I'm, I'm not going to say it's a negative or a positive. Um, my you thought she should have got 30 for his 30th birthday? Nah, I, nah. I mean, my first question is, <laughs> my, my first question is, did that nigga want 20-something acres of land? In Memphis. Is that what you about to say? In Memphis? Where? Wherever. Like, did he want, did he want, did he want 20 plus acres of land? Like, is he into real estate? 
I mean, I, I don't know. You feel me? Like, um, I mean, sometimes in the celebrity world, people buy gifts for themselves and not for the person who they bought the gift for. Like, a motherfucker will buy you 28 Lakers of land so they can go acres, not Lakers. So, I mean, they'll buy 28 acres of land just to go on social media and say that they bought you 28 acres of land. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they bought you a gift for them. I mean, and I don't know. I don't know their relationship enough to say whether that was a good gift or not. You feel me? But I don't like gifts that are rooted in money because they always they're always not genuine to me. Because you can't do nothing with it. Like, oh, yeah, I bought you perpetual income for however long. But, I mean, that's great. But. It, yeah, it's not necessarily perpetual. So it, cause, because, I mean, because I, I don't know. I feel like I'm an old soul because I know in the end, none of this shit fucking matters. Like, if y'all are going to be together forever and all of this shit, when you're. None of this shit fucking matters. Like. But this perpetual income shit, like none of that shit, it, it's great. It looks great on the baseball card. It looks great on the basketball card. I get it. But it doesn't fucking matter. So my rebuttal to that is like she was going to buy him something anyway for Instagram. Right. I just like that. Um, there's been a new trend with celebrities in trying to purchase assets instead of liabilities now true somebody's gonna have to fucking clear that land somebody's gonna have to keep that land up you know what i'm saying somebody's gonna have to pay like fucking taxes and shit on that shit but at least that's something that so he's from memphis i was joking on memphis uh because like i mean who wants 30 acres in memphis tennessee but anyway um (laughs) so i just think that it was a I think she thought about the gift. Now, how deep she thought into it and, like, what all this thing is going to have to do to keep this fucking land up and is she going to pay for that? Is he going to pay for that? Whatever, whatever. Yeah, I still feel like it was more thought put into it than buying this nigga a fucking pink Bentley truck or yeah, whatever the fuck. True, That's true, whatever. So, true. at least with this, and I'm sure the nigga has kids because, you know, racism. Um... <laughs> I'm sure the nigga has kids, and at least he can pass that down. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, it's still some, it's still real estate. You know what I'm saying? It's a, yeah. it's a piece of something. This is his old 30 acres, but he got his 28.8. So it's still something that has value, um, as opposed to nigga shit, yeah. first edition Jordans that Michael Jordan wore, nigga yeah. in his third game with the Bulls, whatever the fuck. So I commend her on that just because I feel like I saw somebody else bought uh, like a nigga bought his 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 girlfriend some like some sort of like asset and shit like that. Like, you know, like when fucking uh, what's the quarterback for the Seahawks, Russell Wilson bought Sierra her fucking masters like shit like that. I like to yeah. see that as opposed to the other bullshit we always see. Yeah. The master shit. Say that, yeah, that's that's a little. I mean, that's your life's work. I mean, that's that that was a big. That's that was big to me. Right. I felt that. But you, y'all both brought up a good point as far as the gifts for show thing. So, 
Okay, so because I, I think I'm I think we're all, for the I'm old enough. I think we're all old enough to the point where we're we're beyond that point in our lives, as far as the social media piece is concerned. What's the what's the value of the gifts for show? Like what's 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 the value of it? Does it do you think it m- makes it a more meaningful gift if you show everyone what you've done? Because I, 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 I haven't got quite a grip to that. Like it's not about making the gift meaningful. Like I think it's to show off. So it's really not about the gift. It's about really, hey, look at me. And the gift is just a byproduct of that. I feel like I'd be insulted if someone did that. Maybe, but, maybe I'm old. That's what I'm saying. You don't live in that world. So, like, that's, you know what I'm saying? That's what they do. G Herbo's going to buy his girl this. And then when his birthday rolls around, she's going to buy him this. So you're really kind of just competing with their peer group. And, you know, they give a fuck about likes. Like, that's their thing. Like, we remember a time when there was no Instagram. They really don't. So Instagram likes is every, I mean, we've talked about this at nauseum. Like, to them, that's like a part of real life. It's like niggas hitting that fucking like button and having a thousand comments saying like, damn, you did that. Damn, you got you a good girl, man. You know, you, shit like that bigs them niggas up and it makes them feel good. So, I mean, it's for, for both, I guess. But it's, you know, younger niggas really care about what other motherfuckers think about them and say about them. And that's why these motherfuckers are so depressed. <laughs> and that's why, but they they really are so depressed. So that shit is sad. I saw like so I know um so okay so I'm we can move forward if y'all want but when I go on vacation like I I rarely have my phone like I don't really like to take pictures I just like to kind of be where I'm at I take a few pictures just for pros- posterity about to say posterity. Posterity. I said posterity. Posterity. I think I said it right. Posterity. No, no I'm third so full track. I take so I take pictures just like for just for memories or whatever. But for the most part, it's, it's maybe two or three pictures for the whole vacation. Um, and that's it. Like I, I just like to be where I'm at. I saw uh, someone I know had their birthday. They went out. They went to like uh, they went to an island for their, for their birthday. There was literally every picture. It was just like everyone or Instagram uh, video. What are they calling shit? Instagram little reels or something. Reels. Yeah, them shits. Uh, oh, now this man done froze up, or did I freeze up? Nah, that's him. Damn. It's that big ass microphone he bought. And it always happens at the worst possible. Y'all time. gotta take pictures of every motherfucking thing. So, 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 so basically, you were talking about IG reels, and uh, your internet is shaky, so you froze. So, you were talking about Instagram uh, reels, and every shot that he did on the reel, something happened. That's when the cliffhanger started. So, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about after that. Oh my bad. So, literally every video, like every Instagram story they took, would be like everyone that was on the vacation was literally filming the same thing simultaneously each time i was like how do you enjoy what you're doing if you constantly got your phone in your hand videotaping shit to show off you sound like, like a, you sound like a nigga daddy for real piece. i agree with you but you sound like a nigga daddy for real 
Is that what it is? Yeah, you, you, no, 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 no. Your, your delivery was like a nigga daddy. So I agree with you 100%, though. Yeah, I, I think we all do. I mean, I said, I went to Chicago this this weekend and I did some cool shit, but I did cool shit for me and I enjoyed the cool shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I took a picture at the Cubs game. Like, but that's kind of for me, just so I remember, oh, fuck, I went to the Cubs game and. And I'm I may or might not post it one day or something, but if I do, it's just so like I can remember that in the future. So that's why I like Facebook yeah. memories, and that's probably the biggest thing that I missed when I was whatever hacked from Facebook was just Facebook mirrors. I'm like, oh shit, twelve years ago today I did this. Twelve, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's 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 cool, but I'm, I'm with you. I agree. Like I I don't want to be I. Don't, if I want to videotape me petting a fucking dolphin, it's because I think it's cool I'm petting a dolphin. I may or may not share it, but I don't feel obligated to have every to make everybody think I had the coolest trip. Because I, I know motherfuckers who go to the grocery store and they shit is like riveting, but nigga, all you did was go to Winn-Dixie. You know what I'm saying? But they'll put music behind it and filters and uh, boomerangs and, you know, to each his own if that's what makes you happy. But, you know, like... Yes. Uh, Chef said, "I'm an old nigga too, so I mean, I'm just trying to get some fucking, you know, so apple juice or whatever the fuck." So, how do you get diversity of mind, right? So, like, I grew up, I was I, like I said, I was an army brat, so I had to find shit that I was interested to, interested in, Ooh. and yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> shit that I was interested in, and it would be the geekiest or nerdiest shit ever, but I liked it, so I would do it. Like Dungeons and Dragons and shit, loved it. It was outstanding to me. I had a I had a blast for years playing Dungeons and Dragons. Not the video game, bitch the board game with the dice. So game, yeah. but the thing about it is that was something that I like and I found like minded friends to go and do that. And I didn't care what anybody else thought. I found people who were interested in the same things that I were interested in and I did it. So how do you do that now? So if you share everything and you only do the things that get you the most likes. How are you ever interested in something that may not necessarily be the norm? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you, how are you like the geeky kid off to the side? And it's like, I'm going to learn to play the ukulele. I don't even fuck with none of y'all motherfuckers do because I like it. Like, how does that work now? I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, y'all have kids. It doesn't work. Because I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I always uh, dance to the beat of my own drummer, nigga. Uh, Nigga, I was I, I I would skateboard, nigga. Fucking nigga, I wanted to be like a fucking frisbee champion at one point in my life, nigga. Like just just all yeah. I don't you know. But I think that's just cause I was with my imagined fucking nation, nigga. Like I think I seen nigga throw a frisbee like fuck. I think my oh my uncle could throw a frisbee in the air and make it come back to him. And I was like, nigga, that's oh, shit. the coolest shit ever. Right. So I mm-hmm. wanted to learn how to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like my granddaddy had golf clubs. I just take these fucking golf clubs and go in a big ass field and just see how far I can hit a golf ball. Just, but again, like I don't know what kid. I don't know. Y'all have kids, but I, from what I know, people give their kids uh, devices. So now they're all doing TikTok dances. You know what I'm saying? And they're just well, doing it's, what's so it's, it, well, it's not that my kids. It's. it's most of the parents that I'm around, they give their shit, they give their kids shit to do to support their own insecurities. 
It's like you mentioned golf, right? You picked up golf clubs because, hey, this looks cool. This looks like fun, right? That's not how that would work today. They'd want their kid to pick up golf clubs because son, one day you're going to go and you're going to be in a business meeting in X, Y, and Z. And there are X amount of networking opportunities that you can be involved in if you play golf. Bitch, this nigga's fucking six. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's different, mm-hmm. right? Like, kids are starting careers so fucking young. And yes, I get it. There's value in that. And one day your kid can have money. But, like, you don't let your kids be kids. And there's no genuine interest. There's no genuine like in something. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm going to go get my kid to go play whatever fucking sport. Frisbee. Oh, there's no money in that. I mean, are they going to get a scholarship playing ultimate frisbee or whatever? It's like, nigga, it doesn't matter. Like, sometimes you can do things just because you like to do them without any sort of reciprocity, any sort of monetary return. It's okay, but that doesn't exist now. That That's what I see when I see parents and what they put their kids in. I, so, I, I mean, for me, it's like, well, for one, I, I don't, my kid doesn't have have a phone. And I know some of her classmates have phones. Can you she's get a little bit closer to the microphone, please? Sir. No, she's asked about a phone. Uh, she has peers who have phones I'm like you're not gonna get a phone because you don't need to be exposing that shit but it's like what I've done is I think it's important to be able to express yourself and there's different ways to do it I think music is a great way of music and 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 art is a way to express yourself so I exposed her to the arts and I was like you, you at first you know when she was little I was like you try to play piano and she's like, wasn't fucking with it. And I was like, that's cool. You don't have to do that. Took her off it, introduced her to dance. She's like, Oh, I love this shit. And when she's at home, like in between time, she likes to write music and write in her diary and all that stuff. Like she likes to make up songs and sing them. You know, I was like, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? I know kids like her kids at her school are very sweet, but kids outside of it aren't as sweet. And they'd be like, you're weird. And she is quirky. I mean, I'm I'm weird and quirky, so it's like it's weird. It'd be strange for me to be saying like, oh, "Don't don't don't be that way." I think I think a lot of times, if you do, if you the best thing you can do for your kids is let them be whatever the hell they're gonna be, especially now. You know what I'm saying? Because everyone is so scared of being themselves. But I think that's also what ultimately fucks you up the most because you're not. You don't know how to be comfortable in your own skin. I know for me, that shit was that's that's that's, that's like a rite of passage. You know what I'm saying? Like I think all of it, like most of the people I know, like from college, and that's what made college so special to me was I I found a tribe of everyone who was pretty much a geek and a nerd and a weirdo, and we're all like hella fucking successful and fun and cool now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But people don't even give themselves the opportunity to even have that experience because you learn that shit just by living and and going through all those the things that make you very unique. And no one gets to have that opportunity anymore because they because they probably I mean, I feel bad for a lot of the Gen Z kids because they never had that opportunity. They were thrown into this not knowing what kind of monster they were dealing with. And that's what makes me feel bad for them because they never had even the chance to even just be weird kids. They've always been in a situation where they were exposed, heavily exposed to um, social media, and they had to play a role. And it's, I mean, I feel bad for them in that sense. Yeah, man. 
um, shit. I guess we can move forward. So this was a good topic um, we brought up. So we are starting the beginning of the final quarter of 2021 uh, tomorrow. So it's the it's the 30th of September. Shit went by pretty quick. Where do y'all think you stand as far as the year 2021? Like, do you feel like it's been a good year in terms of your goals, the things that you had um, in mind in terms of success? What? How do you feel about this year? Did you win or you lose? Why don't you start us off? I want to hear your thoughts first. Oh, me? I feel great, man. Like, yeah, I mean, y'all should know, like, like, literally this time last year, I was diving into a small depression because I lost my job on the first day of September. So of, you know, 2020. Um, So as far as goals, I don't necessarily do resolutions, but I do try to say, okay, I want to have a good year and a good year to me means, you know, my family's healthy. I'm healthy. We're safe. um, And we're thriving. So that's at this point, that's all that matters to me. So I would say in all those fronts, it's been a successful 2021. Um, I mean, I have, I have my kid coming, um, living in a new crib. Like I can't, I can't complain about anything. I think like it's been a blessing. You know what I'm saying? So uh, even with COVID kind of like still around, at this point, it's just like it's the motherfucking um, boogeyman. Like you know, it's like. That motherfucker here. So how do you deal? I think I know how to deal. I got a fucking shot. And, uh, you know, just move forward. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's all you could do. I think, really, I've been more focused on just being present now more than ever because life is so fleeting. Like, it's too, too, it's been a lot of death still all around us. So it's like, how do you deal with that being the, the new normal? Like, I think it's like you have to just be grateful of where you are and just constantly be in a state of gratitude as opposed to fear. So, you know, good, good year. Yeah. So I, I'm going to go next. I'm going to right now. Um, so this year, uh, I'm kind of on the same shit that, that you're on. Um, so like end of last year, beginning of this year, uh, I definitely had some loss. Um, and with that paired with just all of last year, I uh, just realized how uh, how short life is. You know what I'm saying? Like life is fleeting. You know what I'm saying? I just I feel like just yesterday, nigga, I was first day of high school. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about how old as fuck we are now. You know what I'm saying? Like, people's kids are in college. Like, the homies' kids are in college and shit. Um, so just how short life is. So I've gotten a lot of clarity in uh, 2021. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, I, I know what makes me happy. I know what doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm just in a constant state of uh being thankful like grateful like you said gratitude just happy to be here happy for all the blessings that i've i've had you know what i'm saying and i i've just learned how to not take anything for granted you know what i'm saying like 
just 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 little things like this podcast you know what i'm saying we've been doing this for shit however many years but it's like this is a, a form of therapy and i know that's the the joke like niggas <laughs> niggas don't want to go to therapy they want to start a podcast but nigga, it's just a form of therapy so just like you know this this year i feel like i not i feel like i i made it a point to try to be better friend better um, brother, better son, just try to be present for everybody that's, you know, that needs me. Uh, you know, just little, not little shit, but like, you know, I, I left, I was able to leave for a hurricane, you know what I'm saying? I come back, nigga, I don't, I, it's not a shingle missing on my roof, you know what I'm saying? And I've yeah. seen people who whole, whole roof caved in or it's a big ass hole and it just, it's raining in their fucking house every day. So just, just, you know, I just like to be in a constant state of uh, uh, thankfulness and, and gratitude. So if you ask me if I'm winning in 2021, yeah, definitely winning. Yeah, um, I think I won 2021 because I'm winning in 2021 because I'm still here. Um, and I didn't have any high expectations for 2021, much like Chef. I don't really do resolutions. Um, but if I look at 2020 as the big change, right? 2020 was a big change. That's COVID. Um, that was my last year in my 30s. You know, things were a lot of moving parts to that. You know, relationships were changing. Relationships, you know, within my house were changing, stuff like that. Um, and then 2021 came around and it's like, all right, well, what is the new normal, right? 2021 was all about the new normal. And how am I going to adjust to this? Because the same people I didn't see in 2020, I still haven't seen y'all, Right. Like, I didn't go to homecoming last year. I didn't go to any events really last year. I haven't really seen y'all in I haven't seen y'all in years. I don't know if we're, we're keeping track of that. I haven't seen you guys, podcast mates, in years. And that's, that's awkward, right? That's weird. Um, in 2021, I'm not going to homecoming anymore. I didn't go to Orange Blossom Classic. So another year is going to go by where I haven't seen you guys, right? So, and there are uh, people that I haven't seen even more than that. You feel me? So it's this new normal where I can't really reach out and connect to the people that I would usually reach out and connect to. Um, J. Joe mentioned life is short. I mean, you realize how short life is. And I don't know why, but as soon as I, once you turn 40, I don't know if that's a 40 thing that that's a thought right you're like oh my god i think i've lived half my life what the fuck do i do now you know what i'm saying and it's um i mean god willing i've i've lived only half i mean i've lived half my life and i can live another 40 years that would be outstanding you know but i, I might not even be guaranteed that but you do think about it right it's like okay well i've done half well what do i do for the next half right so there's a lot of reflection there's a lot of like value added sort of like thoughts like well what brings value to my life? What makes me happy? Um, and you you put more into that instead of the bullshit that's off to the side, man. So a lot of life reflection in 2021. I didn't increase wealth a lot. Um, I tried. I, I'll try. I try to shift from a wealth mindset to a a value mindset. I I really want to focus on the things that make me happy, the things that enrich my life as opposed to bring me money. Um, because I don't think money is ever really going to gonna do it for me i mean people say more money more problems but that really is the fucking truth 
um, it's not going to make you fucking happy. And for the, the second half of my life, I do want to focus on the things that make me happy and not make me richer. But 2021, you know what I'm saying, prayerfully, these last three months will be great. This is my favorite time of year. It's fall. It's, you know, pretty soon it'll be eggnog season. Thanksgiving is coming around the corner. Um, you know, we have our best podcast episodes in the fall, man. So 2021 was good. You know what I'm saying? Nobody got hurt. Nobody got killed. Hopefully 2022 is much better and I can reach out and connect with some of y'all. So um, kind of to echo what everybody else said, um, it is just a blessing to be here. So that's a win in and of itself with all the strife, for lack of a better word, that's kind of going around. And uh, it's kind of crazy because it, it, in a sense, it's almost like I've kind of uh, lost track of the concept of time. Like this shit just seems like very long, but the pandemic just started last year. I mean, we're still coming up on two years of pandemic, but it is, it's crazy. Like it just started in 2020. So, um, so far this year has been good. I really, uh, got excited, I guess around the midpoint of the year when it looks, it looked like we were headed back to normal and, uh, things kind of took a, a dive. So that was a disappointing, I wouldn't necessarily say depressing, but disappointing because we've seen this before, not on such a global scale, but where you need everybody to pull their own weight. You need people to step up and somebody drops the ball. So in this case, the stakes are much higher. It's many more people to coordinate, but it's still just a lot going on. And, um, you know, hopefully we can come out of this. <laughs> At this point, I don't, I don't know what the path for it is or whatever. But, um, you know, just to be here and to be in good health and you know, no major issues, I, I would consider that a win. Shit's not making any noise. We can see his mouth moving, but we can't hear anything. I was saying amen. And, uh, you, need to, you need to go back to your OG mic. Uh, <laughs> I just forget, like, because the, the, mute, the mute button is, like, it's different. I, just, I usually just mash a button on the um, on Skype instead of, like, the button physically on the, on the microphone. So it's just going to take some getting used to. My bad. Okay, so that's what's up, man. Um... What did we want? What to do you be about? doing, like when the nigga, like the, like you know, the, like the last nigga talking, like you don't even. Because here's the at thing. Here's the dilemma. So no, no, it's not that. It's more like okay, we got three topics left. We ain't talking about no three more topics. No, we're not because we've been going for an hour and forty five minutes. We're definitely about to do another. To- so do another, so what, are, what are the topics. options that we'll just pick? That's what I'm saying. So that what, that what we just did was like a sweet kind of with all due respect. This yeah, kind of right. Pandemic. Yeah, but I didn't want to go right into with all due respect. With nah, my, that can be the with all due respect. respect. That can be with all due respect right there. Then that's a good point. I almost say we could. No, I mean that's just you know we we keep the same order for next week because I think that was a good 